The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Tuesday Good News Day is upon us. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, July 18th, 2023, Tuesday of the 15th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle 1. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Camillus de Lellis. Born in 1550, his mother died when he was a child. His father neglected him. He grew up with an excessive love for gambling. At 17, he was afflicted with the disease of his leg that remained with him for life. In Rome, he entered the San Giacomo Hospital for incurables as both patient and servant, but was dismissed for quarrelsomeness. In the winter of 1574, when he was 24, Camillus gambled away everything he had. He accepted work at the Capuchin Friary at Manfredonia and was one day so moved by a sermon of the superior that he began a conversion that changed his life. He was rejected by the Capuchins twice because of the sore on his leg. So back at San Giacomo, he was made superintendent. Camillus devoted the rest of his life to care of the sick. With the advice of his friend St. Philip Neri, he studied for the priesthood and was ordained at the age of 34. Camillus left St. Giacomo and founded a congregation of his own. As superior, he devoted much of his own time to care of the sick. He suffered the disease of his leg through his life. In his last illness, he left his own bed to see if other patients in the hospital needed help. St. Camillus de Lellis died in 1614. St. Camillus de Lellis, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid, so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that Catholics may place the celebration of the Eucharist at the heart of their lives, transforming human relationships in a very deep way and opening to the encounter with God and all their brothers and sisters. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. The first reading in today's Mass is from the Old Testament, from the book of Exodus. And we hear about Moses, a Hebrew child, and his people had been conquered and enslaved by the Egyptians. And as a way of controlling the Hebrews and punishing them, there was a mandate from Pharaoh that every male Hebrew child was to be drowned upon birth. Well, Moses' mother, in order to save her son, took a basket made of papyrus and uh, she daubed it with with a tar-like substance in order to make it waterproof and so it could float, and so 
he placed the basket in a river in a river bank and went off at a distance in order to keep a discreet eye on her son. Um, and it so happened that now I'm going to read from the Book of Exodus. Pharaoh's daughter came down to the river to bathe, while her maids walked along the river bank. Noticing the basket among the reeds, she sent her handmaid to fetch it. On opening it, she looked, and lo, there was a baby boy crying. She was moved with pity for him and said, It is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call one of the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? Yes, do so, he answered. So the maiden went and called the child's own mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse it for me, and I will repay you. The woman therefore took the child and nursed it. When the child grew, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her son and called him Moses. For she said, I drew him out of the water. It's amazing. The baby was not only saved, and then to later be considered Egyptian royalty, but also nursed and taken care of by his own mother. What a joy for his mom. He faced the, the prospect of having her, her son killed, and then, and then it happens that she will be able to take care of the child herself in the midst of wealth and security. And we see, Lord, your guiding hand through those events, through those circumstances. We see how you are guiding history. You're taking care of Moses. And yes, life will get complicated for Moses. Um, God is going to ask him to do some difficult things that are way, way beyond his capacity and ability. But he's not alone. God is always with him. Always. And perhaps Moses himself will remind himself in those difficult moments of how God had always been protecting him. Her God had even protected him from being killed as a baby. Sure, his mother probably told him that. And this, this reminder and this reality that, 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 that God is protecting him will give him a sense of purpose and mission, a sense of responsibility to respond to whatever God is asking of him, even when he may feel like giving up on saving the people of Israel from the Egyptians, when it feels too difficult, when the Pharaoh does not want to give in or when he feels like giving up on helping the people of Israel turn back to God, even though they betray him so many times, he doesn't give up. Even though he is so clearly too small and weak for what God is asking of him, wouldn't be surprised that he would remember those particular moments, and there are many moments in Moses' life, but those specific moments in which God helped him and cared for him, in which he knew God was, God was with him. I'd like to highlight one moment when his prayer, the prayer of Moses, is filled with a sense of neediness, insignificance, almost despair. And um, it happens when the people of Israel have so many problems, and they keep coming to Moses, you know, one after another after another, laying all of their burdens on him, complaining you know, how, how, how life is not going well for them, and how they have all these problems, and he's just overwhelmed. He can't fix it all. He can't carry it all. It's just, it's just too much. It's too big of a burden. When Moses heard the people, family after family, crying at the entrance of their tents, so that the Lord became very angry, Moses was grieved. Why do you treat your servants so badly? Moses asked the Lord. 
Why are you so displeased with me that you burden me with all this people? I cannot carry all this people by myself, for they are too heavy for me. If this is the way you will deal with me, then please do me the favor of killing me at once, so that I need no longer face my distress. Lord, you will have mercy, Moses, and you will tell him to designate 70 elders, wise men, who will help Moses carry the weight and burdens of the people. Once again, Lord, you don't leave him alone. So, Jesus, I turn to you in this time of prayer, in this conversation with you, and and I know you're by my side. And you and I, we can ask ourselves, like, are you or am I at a point of despair? Maybe we are now, or maybe we will be someday. Let us go back to those moments in which we know God was there, moments in which God revealed himself to us in a special way, through a deep sense of peace and joy, or through the love that we received from him through another person, or even in some cases through more extraordinary events that are difficult to explain or impossible to explain humanly, like, you know, miracles. I think of um, Sister Lucia, one of the visionaries of Fatima. There were three children who, who saw Our Lady. Jacinta and Francisco were the two other ones, and they died quite young, suffered a lot from their illness, and they died young. But Lucia would live a long life and encountered many difficulties, misunderstandings, mockery, even the disbelief of her own, her own mother. And you read about Fatima, the very tough because because her own mom doesn't seem to have ever believed that her daughter really telling the truth about Mary appearing to her and how how difficult that must have been for Lucia and so with whatever the difficulty might have been sure sister Lucia would go back in her prayer to those moments when Mary appeared to her to the miracle of when uh, when the sun danced if you don't understand that reference, then I recommend you read about the miracle that Our Lady did at Fatima on October 13, 1917, Day of the Sun Dance. How she would go back to those special moments in which Our Lady revealed herself to Lucia and to Jacinta to Francisco. Those miracles, those miracles help us too. And so we turn to you, Jesus. We turn to our Mother Mary. And we ask them, we ask you, Mary and Jesus, Help us be faithful and loyal to God, like Moses did. And also, Jesus, like you were loyal to God the Father in carrying out the mission, even though it was such a heavy cross. And Mary, even though you also had to take part in that cross, how you were also loyal and always and always did what God wanted of you. Help us so that we may remain faithful, even in the midst of a cross that we may not want or particularly understand. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. The liturgical day begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On this Tuesday of the 15th week in Ordinary Time, I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org. 
in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Let God arise. Let his enemies flee before him. Let God arise, let Let his enemies flee before him. Let God arise, let his foes be scattered. Let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is blown away, so will they be blown away. Like wax that melts before the fire, so shall the wicked perish at the presence of God. But the just shall rejoice at the presence of God. They shall exalt and dance for joy. Oh, sing to the Lord, make music to his name. Make a highway for him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice in the Lord, exalt at his presence. Father of the orphan, defender of the widow, such is God in his holy place. God gives the lonely a home to live in. He leads the prisoners forth into freedom, but rebels must dwell in a parched land. When you went forth, O God, at the head of your people, when you marched across the desert, the earth trembled. The heavens melted at the presence of God, at the presence of God, Israel's God. You poured down, O God, a generous rain. When your people were starved, you gave them new life. It was there that your people found a home. 
prepared in your goodness, O God, for the poor. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let God arise. Let Let his enemies flee before him. Our God is a saving God. He, the Lord, holds the keys of death. Our Our God God is is a saving God. God. He, the The Lord, holds the keys of death. The Lord gives the word to the bearers of good tidings. The Almighty has defeated a numberless army, and kings and armies are in flight, in flight, while you were at rest among the sheepholds. At home, the women already share the spoil. They are covered with silver as the wings of a dove, its feathers brilliant with shining gold, and jewels flashing like snow on Mount Zalman. The mountains of Bashan are mighty mountains. High-ridged mountains are the mountains of Bashan. Why look with envy, you high-ridged mountains, at the mountain where God has chosen to dwell? It is there that the Lord shall dwell forever. The chariots of God are thousands upon thousands. The Lord has come from Sinai to the holy place. You have gone up on high. You have taken captives, receiving men in tribute, O God, even those who rebel into your dwelling, O Lord. May the Lord be blessed day after day. He bears our burdens, God our Savior. This God of ours is a God who saves. The Lord our God holds the keys of death, and God will smite the head of his foes, the crown of those who persist in their sins. The Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depth of the sea. Then your feet will tread in their blood, and the tongues of your dogs take their share of the foe. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Our Our God God is is a saving God. God. He, the The Lord, holds the keys of death. Kingdoms of earth, sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. Kingdoms of earth, sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. They see your solemn procession, O God, the procession of my God, of my King, to the sanctuary, the singers in the forefront, the musicians coming last, between them, Maidens sounding their timbrels. In festive gatherings, bless the Lord. Bless God, O you who are Israel's sons. There is Benjamin, least of the tribes, at the head, Judah's princes, a mighty throng, Zebulon's princes, Naphtali's princes. Show forth, O God, show forth your might, your might, O God, which you have shown for us. For the sake of your temple, high in Jerusalem, may kings come to you, bringing their tribute. Threaten the wild beast that dwells in the reeds, the bands of the mighty and lords of the peoples. Let them bow down, offering silver. Scatter the peoples who delight in war. Princes will make their way from Egypt. 
Ethiopia will stretch out her hands to God. Kingdoms of the earth sing to God, praise the Lord who rides on the heavens, the ancient heavens. He thunders his voice, his mighty voice. Come, acknowledge the power of God. His glory is on Israel. His might is in the skies. God is to be feared in his holy place. He is the Lord, Israel's God. He gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, you have given us joy in your holy meal. Help us to understand the significance of your death and to acknowledge you as the conqueror of death seated at the right hand of the Father. Kingdoms of earth, sing sing praise to God. Make music in honor of the Lord. I will listen to what the Lord God is saying. He tells of peace for his people. From the first book of Kings. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, that he had put all the prophets to the sword. Jezebel then sent a messenger to Elijah and said, May the gods do thus and so to me, if by this time tomorrow I have not done with your life what was done to each of them. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life, going to Beersheba of Judah. He left his servant there and went a day's journey into the desert until he came to a broom tree and sat beneath it. He prayed for death. This is enough, O Lord. Take my life, for I am no better than my father's. He lay down and fell asleep under the broom tree. But then an angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a hearth cake and a jug of water. After he ate and drank, he lay down again. But the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him, and ordered, Get up and eat, else the journey will be too long for you. He got up, ate and drank. Then, strengthened by that food, he walked forty days and forty nights to the mountain of God, Horeb. There he came to a cave where he took shelter. Then the Lord said, Go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by. A strong and heavy wind was rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake there was fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire there was a tiny whispering sound. When he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. A voice said to him, Elijah, why are you here? He replied, I have been most zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, but the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to the sword. 
I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Go, take the road back to the desert near Damascus, the Lord said to him. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael as king of Aram. Then you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king of Israel, and Elisha, son of Shaphat, of abel as prophet to succeed you. If anyone escapes the sword of Hazael, Jehu will kill him. If he escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill him. Yet I will leave 7,000 men in Israel, all those who have not knelt to Baal or kissed him. Elijah set out and came upon Elisha, son of Shaphat, as he was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen. He was following the twelfth. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak over him. Elisha left the oxen, ran after Elijah, and said, Please let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, and I will follow you. Go back, Elijah answered. Have I done anything to you? Elisha left him, and taking the yoke of oxen, slaughtered them. He used the plowing equipment for fuel to boil their flesh and gave it to his people to eat. Then he left and followed Elijah as his attendant. The Word of the Lord The Lord said to Moses, When my glory passes, I will put you in the hollow of the rock and cover you with my hand until I pass by. For no one sees me and lives. No one has ever seen God, the only Son of God nearest to the Father's heart, has made him known. For no one sees me and lives. A reading from the treatise On the Mysteries by St. Ambrose Bishop. The Apostle teaches you that our fathers were all covered by the cloud, all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Further, Moses in his canticle says, You sent your spirit, and the sea overwhelmed them. You observe that in the crossing by the Hebrews there was already a symbol of holy baptism. The Egyptian perished. The Hebrew escaped. What else is the daily lesson of this sacrament than that guilt is drowned and error destroyed? while goodness and innocence pass over unharmed. You are taught that our fathers were covered by the cloud, a cloud of blessing that cooled the fire of bodily passions. A cloud of blessing. It is with a cloud of blessing that the Holy Spirit overshadows those whom he comes to visit. The Holy Spirit came at last upon the Virgin Mary, and the power of the Most High overshadowed her, when she conceived for all mankind him who is redemption. This great miracle was prefigured through Moses. If then the Spirit was prefigured, is he not now present in truth? For Scripture tells you that the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Mara was a spring of bitter water. When Moses threw wood into it, its water became sweet. Water, you see, is of no avail for future salvation without the proclamation of the Lord's cross. But when it has been consecrated through the saving mystery of the cross, it is then ready for use in the labor of the Spirit and in the cup of salvation. 
Therefore, as Moses in his role of prophet threw wood into the spring of Marah, so also the priest sends out into the fountain of baptism the proclamation of the Lord's cross, and the water becomes sweet, ready for the giving of grace. Do not then believe only what the eyes of your body tell you. What is not seen is here more truly seen, for what is seen belongs to time, but what is not seen belongs to eternity. What is not comprehended by the eyes, but is seen by the mind and the soul, is seen in a truer and deeper sense. Finally, learn from the readings we have gone through from the books of Kings. Naaman was a Syrian. He was a leper and could not be healed by anyone. Then a girl from among the captives said that there was a prophet in Israel who could cleanse him from the disease of leprosy. Taking gold and silver, we are told, he went to see the king of Israel. The king, on learning the reason for his coming, rent his garments, saying that it was really to find an excuse against him, for what he was being asked was beyond the power of a king. Elisha, however, told the king to send the Syrian to him, and he would learn that there was a God in Israel. When he came, Elisha ordered him to bathe seven times in the river Jordan. Then Naaman began to reflect that the rivers of his own country had better waters, and that he had often bathed in them and never been cleansed of his leprosy. This gave him pause, and he refused to obey the prophet's instructions. But on the advice and persuasion of his servants, he yielded and bathed, and was instantly made clean. He realized then that it was not the waters that make clean, but grace. Here was a man who doubted before being made whole. You are already made whole, and so ought not to have any doubt. The Lord led his people forth like sheep. He guided them in safety, and they were unafraid. And the the seas engulfed their enemies. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And the seas engulfed their enemies. Let us pray. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path, give all who for the faith they profess are accounted Christians the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ and to strive after all that does it honor. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Whole cities are the subject of the Lord's anger in today's gospel coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord has some harsh words for several cities. It's from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Then he began to upbraid the cities where most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But 
I tell you, it shall be more tolerable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You shall be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that it shall be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom than for you. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, here's an interesting one. Sorrow for sin is an act of the will, not a feeling. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida. We can imagine the disillusionment in our Lord's voice as he uttered those words, realizing that the grace lavished so bountifully on his listeners was not taking root in their souls. From time to time, they may have followed him all right, full of enthusiasm and expressing their appreciation on witnessing a cure, but at the bottom of their hearts, they were never really with him. We, for our part, have to ask the Holy Spirit for the marvelous gift of contrition. We should try to make many acts of love sorrow, especially if we have offended our Lord in something serious. And also whenever we go to confession, when examining our conscience, and throughout the day. It can help a lot if we do the Stations of the Cross or meditate on our Lord's Passion. We should never tire of considering Jesus' infinite love for us and the insult and indignity that sin represents for him. Sincere sorrow for sin does not necessarily require having to feel sorry. Just like love, sorrow is an act of the will, not a feeling. And in the same way as one can love God deeply without any emotional reaction, one can also be truly sorry for sin without experiencing anything sentimental. Real sorrow is seen principally in the way one unhesitatingly avoids all occasions of offending God and is ready to do specific acts of penance for any infidelities committed. These are the things to help us atone for the punishment our sins deserve to overcome bad inclinations, and to strengthen us in doing good. What are the acts of penance that are pleasing to God? They are prayer, fasting, almsgiving, small mortifications, putting up patiently with the disappointments and difficulties of life, being ready to accept the monotonous aspects of our job and the tiredness that is part and parcel of work. In particular, we should always be ready and eager to go to confession well, truly sorry for our faults and sins. Turn to Our Lady and ask her, as a token of her love for you, for the gift of contrition. Ask that you may be sorry with the sorrow of love for all your sins, and for the sins of all men and women throughout the ages. And with that same disposition, be bold enough to add, Mother, my life, my hope, lead me by the hand. And if there is anything in me which is displeasing to my Father God, grant that I may see it, so that between you and me, the two of us, we may uproot it. Do not be afraid to continue, saying to her, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, 
pray for me that by fulfilling the most lovable will of your Son, I may be worthy to obtain and enjoy what our Lord Jesus has promised. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We continue praying now as we join the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. have blessed your land. You have forgiven the sins of your people. Lord, Lord, you you have have blessed blessed your land. You You have have forgiven forgiven the sins of your people. O Lord, you once favored your land and revived the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the guilt of your people and covered all their sins. You averted all your rage. You calmed the heat of your anger. Revive us now, God, our helper. Put an end to your grievance against us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will your anger never cease? Will you not restore again our life that your people may rejoice in you? 
Let us see, O Lord, your mercy, and give us your saving help. I will hear what the Lord God has to say, a voice that speaks of peace. Peace for his people and his friends and those who turn to him in their hearts. His help is near for those who fear him, and his glory will dwell in our land. Mercy and faithfulness have met. Justice and peace have embraced. Faithfulness shall spring from the earth and justice look down from the heavens. The Lord will make us prosper and our earth shall yield its fruit. Justice shall march before him and peace shall follow his steps. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Show us your mercy, Lord. Our misery is known to us. May no evil desires prevail over us, for your glory and love dwell in our hearts. Lord, Lord, you have have blessed our land. You have forgiven the sins of your people. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch for your coming. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch for your coming. A strong city have we. He sets up walls and ramparts to protect us. Open up the gates to let in a nation that is just, one that keeps faith. A nation of firm purpose you keep in peace, in peace for its trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord is an eternal rock. The way of the just is smooth. The path of the just you make level. Yes, for your way and your judgments, O Lord, we look to you. Your name and your title are the desire of our souls. My soul yearns for you in the night. Yes, my spirit within me keeps vigil for you. When your judgment dawns on the earth, the world's inhabitants learn justice. O Lord, you mete out peace to us, for it is you who have accomplished all we have done. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. My soul has yearned for you in the night, and as morning breaks, I watch watch for your coming. Lord, let the light of your face shine upon us. Lord, Lord, let let the the light light of of your face shine upon us. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Let the peoples praise you, O God. 
Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness, you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God, our God, has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Be gracious and bless us, Lord, and let your face shed its light on us so that we can make you known with reverence and bring forth a harvest of justice. Lord, let Let the light of your face shine upon us. A reading from 1 John We have seen for ourselves and can testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. When anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. My God stands by me. All my trust is in him. My My God God stands by me. All my trust trust is in him. I find refuge in him, and I am truly free. All my trust is in him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My God stands by me. All my trust is in him. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Lord Jesus, by your blood you have purchased for yourself a new people. We adore you and beseech you. Remember, Remember your, your people, people, Lord. Our King and our Redeemer, hear the praises of your church at the beginning of this day. Teach her to glorify your majesty without ceasing. Remember, Remember your, your people, people, Lord. You are our hope and our strength. In you we trust. May we never despair. Remember, Remember your people, Lord. Look kindly upon our weakness and hasten to our aid. For without you we can do nothing. Remember, Remember your people, Lord. Remember the poor and the afflicted. Do not let this day be a burden to them. But a consolation and a joy. Remember, Remember your people, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Father, yours is the beauty of creation and the good things you have given us. Help us to begin this day joyfully in your name and to spend it in a loving service of you and our fellow man. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. It's just a year away, the National Eucharistic Congress in Indianapolis and Relevant Radio will be there. Join us. Sign up at relevantradio.com slash indie. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning, and then Patrick Conley with The Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.